Welcome to the Empower Your English Learner podcast, where we explore research, instructional strategies, leadership practices, and community initiatives that move the needle for English learners in school systems around the country. If you are a teacher, a school-based administrator, a district leader, or anyone who wants to do more for this group of students, then we are your home. In these episodes, we will explore ways to actively engage English learners in learning in the classroom, how to empower them so that they can achieve at higher levels, and how to ensure that they're more engaged and connected in the school community. We look forward to going through some ideas with you in our upcoming episodes. Good morning, change agents. It's a pleasure to be here with you again today. My name is Sandra Blotner, and I wanted to delve into a topic that I think is going to be near and dear to all of our hearts very soon and all of our school systems. Um, many of you are aware that as we look at the pattern and trend of students coming to the United States, I'm specifically thinking about close to the border, that we have an unprecedented amount of students that will be coming to us from Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. And one of the things that we know, um, especially having worked in a district for so many years, is how school systems, and I say that um, very broadly, systems, really need to make sure that they have to understand that no one thing can change without changing everything else. Well, that being said, when we consider the students that are going to be coming to us, we are thinking that the numbers will be much larger than they were back in 2014. In 2014, we had had a huge influx of students from Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras. And at that time, you know, we, I'm just thinking about our international office, we had a lot of students coming in, we needed to figure out how to best handle it. Lessons learned for us was that not all schools were prepared either to schedule them appropriately or to make sure that all staff knew how to effectively meet their needs. There were some trauma that needed to be dealt with. Um, so counseling staff, we had um, ESOL transition counselors that had like a social work background needed to be activated and some of our community organizations. So we hobbled through 2014, but now that we're in 2021 and we can be pretty sure that we're looking at a large number of students again joining us, it's gonna be really pivotal for you and at, your, at the school level, for you at the district level to have a comprehensive plan for how you're going to address the needs of the students. So let me share with you a little bit what we have been doing um, that I think will help to yield some supports for these students. I'll talk about some of the work that's happening at the county level, some of the work that's happening at the school level, and then how we're trying to prep for what's coming. We're anticipating, and we know that there are different students going to different states, but in the state of Maryland, more than likely over 5,000 to 6,000 new students coming because Maryland is one of those states that 
that gets a lot of these students. That being said, um, there's a lot of work, prep work that needs to be done. So at the community level and at the um, larger county level, some of the work that's been done is a task force has been assembled to really look at the data, to consider the kids coming and understand what it's going to mean to make sure that supports are in place, both academic and social emotional to meet their needs. We know based on some of the reports of what's happening at the US border side, as well as the Mexico border side, there's a lot of trauma. We have gangs that are, you know, renting um, time in the porta pot for some families where there might be a thousand on the Mexican side of the border. There are young ladies that are dealing with rape. There are um, human trafficking challenges happening. There are recruitment into gangs. So we're coming with, there will be students that will be coming to us that have experienced trauma and are really, it's going to be difficult potentially for them to assimilate into the new school system and to adjust to that school setting. So that being said, the community level, we know that we've got to do the advocacy to get additional resources in place. Um, with specifically for around the counseling side, we're looking at trying to put in place some coordinators, both in the school house side, as well as the county level side, to make sure that there are two people that can work together to make sure that those supports are in place, specifically for the social emotional. It's going to also mean coordinating the work among different community agencies, as well as community advocates and contractors. And in addition to that, it's really understanding what needs to happen so that all of the principals, all of the teachers have the effective professional learning that's needed so they know how to best serve the English learners that will be coming. Um, and in many cases, we've heard that they're not only speaking Spanish, but they'll be speaking indigenous languages. So it's not your usual population. So all of that being said, there's a lot of work that needs to happen specifically um, at the schoolhouse. We're talking about putting professional learning plans. There are um, teams that will focus on that social emotional learning piece for students and kind of a coordinated effort within schoolhouses. So making sure that this is on the radar of those teams will be really important as well. So that just kind of gives you a sense of some of the work that's happening. There's a lot of coordination that needs to happen at the international office side. So as these students come, they'll be needing to kind of do assessments of where they are language-wise, we are anticipating that there will be gaps in some of their schooling. So that's another thing we're going to have to look at and really make sure that if, in fact, they need additional math or literacy supports to accelerate them towards grade level standard, that that's going to be in place for these students. So lots for us to think about. And I do think that as you are thinking about what you need to do at the school level, it'll be critical to think about professional development. It'll be critical to think about scheduling. It'll be important to put those social emotional supports in place, the academic supports in place, and really closely monitor the students. At the district level, it'll be really important to make sure there's a systemic plan that relates to your international office to make sure that you have a good, strong plan in place for when students are coming in, how you're not only enrolling them, but also supporting them as they go to school. So that's going to be really pivotal as well. And at the district level, 
It's also going to be making sure that you have policies and supports and those MOUs are in place with community agencies, that the collaboration is happening with your county so that you might you might need to be approaching them for additional supports and they need to know that so that they can support your efforts. So really, really important for you to consider with these the influx of students coming in that there will need to be those coordinated efforts and supports in place to really ensure that the students have the best chance of success. One thing that you need to keep in mind when you think about this group of students as well is that there will be groups of students that are coming and many of them will be at the high school level. So imagine what that means when we're talking about some students that might have gaps in their education because they were not in a traditional school that might have gone through trauma. And at the same time, these students are expected to graduate. So ensuring that you have a plan in place to really make sure that you're supporting them, that your teams are building um, four-year graduation plans so that they are looking at how can they best support the students and considering what additional supports are needed, not just putting interventions in place, but considering are tutors needed? Are first language supports needed to reinforce the learning that they need for those content classes? So all of those things will be some really important considerations to consider. Well, I hope this was helpful for you. As we started in this um, episode, I really want you to think and realize that no one thing can happen without impacting everything else. And so as we think about these new students coming in and the impact that that's gonna have on schools and on districts, it's really important that we're able to, to have a plan in place to effectively support these students, to welcome these students, to ensure that they can get that high quality education that all students deserve. Well, until next time, I want to make sure that you are committed and working on being the change that you want to see in the world. Take care. Visit us at createsolutions.us and let us work with you to develop diverse learners and leaders so that they can become change agents in their fields of study and industry.